Nothing appears more ancient and lined to an immemorial past than the pageantry which surrounds the British monarchy in its public ceremonial manifestations, yet in its modern form it is the product of the late 19th and 20th centuries. Traditions which appear or claim to be old are often quite recent in origin and sometimes invented. Anyone familiar with the colleges of ancient British universities will be able to think of the institution of such traditions on a local scale, though some, like the annual festival of nine lessons and carols in the chapel of King's College Cambridge on Christmas Eve, may become generalised through the modern mass medium of radio. The term invented tradition is used in a broad but not imprecise sense. It includes both traditions, actually invented, constructed and formally instituted, and those emerging in a less easily traceable manner within a brief and datable period, a matter of a few years perhaps, and establishing themselves with great rapidity. The Royal Christmas Broadcast in Britain, instituted in 1932, is an example of the first. The appearance and development of the practices associated with the cup final in British Association football of the second. It is evident that not all of them are equally permanent, but it is their appearance and establishment rather than their chances of survival which are our primary concern. Invented tradition is taken to mean a set of practices, normally governed by overtly or tacitly accepted rules and of a ritual symbolic nature, which seek to inculcate certain values and norms of behaviour by repetition, which automatically implies continuity with the past. In fact, where possible, they normally attempt to establish continuity with a suitable historic past. A striking example is the deliberate choice of a Gothic style for the 19th century rebuilding of the British Parliament and the equally deliberate decision after the Second World War to rebuild the parliamentary chamber on exactly the same basic plan as before. The historic past into which the new tradition is inserted need not be lengthy, stretching back into the assumed mists of time. Revolutions and progressive movements which break with the past, by definition, have their own relevant past, though it may be cut off at a certain date, such as 1789. However, insofar as there is such reference to a historic past, the peculiarity of invented traditions is that the continuity with it is largely factitious. In short, they are responses to novel situations which take the form of reference to old situations or which establish their own past by quasi-obligatory repetition. It is the contrast between the constant change and innovation of the modern world and the attempt to structure at least some parts of social life within it as unchanging and invariant that makes the invention of tradition so interesting for historians of the past two centuries. Tradition, in this sense, must be distinguished clearly from custom, which dominates so-called traditional societies. The object and characteristic of traditions, including invented ones, is invariance. The past, real or invented, to which they refer, imposes fixed, normally formalised practices, such as repetition. Custom, in traditional societies, has the double function of motor and flywheel, it does not preclude innovation and change up to a point, though evidently the requirement that it must appear compatible or even identical with precedent imposes substantial limitations on it. What it does is to give any desired change or resistance to innovation the sanction of precedent, social continuity and natural law as expressed in history. Students of peasant movements know that a village's claim to some common land or right, by custom from time immemorial, 
often expresses not a historical fact, but the balance of forces in the constant struggle of village against lords or against other villages. Students of the British labour movement know that the custom of the trade or of the shop may represent not ancient tradition, but whatever right the workers have established in practice, however recently, and which they now attempt to extend or defend by giving it the sanction of perpetuity. Custom cannot afford to be invariant, because even in traditional societies, life is not so. Customary or common law still shows this combination of flexibility in substance and formal adherence to precedent. The difference between tradition and custom, in our sense, is indeed well illustrated here. Custom is what judges do. Tradition, in this instance invented tradition, is the wig, robe and other formal paraphernalia and ritualised practices surrounding their substantial action. The decline of custom inevitably changes the tradition with which it is habitually intertwined.